0: Hockey West report brought to you by Toyota support the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car desert Toyota in Tucson Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins Toyota of the desert in Cathedral City California and Finlay Toyota in Las Vegas Caesars entertainment resorts and casinos find out how to go full Caesar visit Caesars.com for eligibility requirements FedEx simplify your business shipping with FedEx the official shipping company of Ice Time Hockey West. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Visit us at jessieraysbarbecue.com. T-Mobile, head to t and see how you can lock in your rates forever. Jets Pizza, with six different crusts and countless toppings, let your imagination go wild. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, an official partner of the NHL the pro hockey west report is a part of the West.com network here are your hosts scott strandy and stephen marsh
1: well good morning everybody to a very soggy uh, san jose california for a very special ithsw podcast the pro hockey west report ahl all-star game scott strandy with you today live from san jose my co-host as always Joining me live, I think, from Las Vegas, Nevada. Steven, how are you?
2: I am in my in the house uh, Try to stay out of the rain because it's been a uh, rainy um, Monday morning here in the uh, City of Lights.
1: Ah, City of Lights. Um, do you got any Super Bowl teams arriving in uh, the city of Las Vegas?
2: Uh, just a couple.
1: <laughs> okay, just checking. Because there was a big send-off in the rain here. A, uh next to Levi stadium for the 49ers as they yeah, made they, their, yeah, they, their way towards uh your direction
2: yeah they arrived here and uh they had uh as they're coming into the area of the airport there with the flag outside the window and then the chiefs came in before them so uh they're here they're at
1: lake neither Las- one of them are on the strip I understand
2: Yeah, oh, yeah that's right they're staying out at lake <laughs> Las vegas for the week
1: well, well isn't the uh the 49ers aren't they in henderson at the uh the Raiders facility, I was told, or is that where Lake Lake Las Vegas? I don't know.
2: Oh come on, you're the Vegas guy. No, <laughs> no. Uh, the 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 Chiefs, the AFC team, is practicing at the Raiders facility all week. So okay. imagine that Raider Raider fans and Raiders yeah. have to see the Chiefs practicing in their building all week. And the 49ers, the NFC team, is practicing at UNLV's football uh, uh, complex. Oh, okay. On, on are campus. they
1: staying in the same building though, or no, same hotel? No,
2: no. the okay. uh, the The forty the Chiefs are staying. And we don't want to give – well, that's been given away. Uh, they're staying at the uh, the Westin in in Lake Las Vegas, and the 49ers are staying at the Hilton out there in Lake Las Vegas. So oh, same okay. same area of Lake – it's all in Lake Las Vegas, but different hotels there. Okay, cool.
1: Well, you know what's going on here? There's an all-star game. Uh, there is a uh, – there was a uh, all-star skills competition last night. Uh, let, let me give you the – that set this whole thing up for you.
2: By the way, before um, you get into that, we should have done these shows from radio row here in Vegas. That would have been really cool. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> but we're not, we're not a football podcast. We're a hockey podcast. Exactly. So we we'll,
1: we'll do it from the, the hockey radio Row during the draft. Uh, anyway, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway. Um, so the weather raised havoc, but not only did that raise havoc, but you and I talked about this off air that um, the AHL played games, a lot of games Saturday night, and then had to get their players up here on Sunday and uh, the red carpet walk was set for 250. I don't know that it happened at 250 um, but several players had flights delayed. A-, a couple didn't give in till after the skills. Um, so it was uh, kind of a kind of a hodgepodge Stephen and, and it was very very wet uh, outside so they moved the fan fest inside. It was well attended. Um, you know this facility there's different rinks everywhere and one of the rinks I think it was the gray rink. Uh, did not have ice, so they had the Fan Fest going on there. Um, and then uh, the main rink, of course, uh, Tech CU Arena is where the skills competition went. But um, it was uh, it was exciting. Uh, a lot of young guys, really young guys that were uh, excited to be there. Um, we did not have a media availability prior to the, uh, the skills competition, so... The one after was a little bit of a cluster because everybody had uh, family, friends, um, acquaintances all over the place. Uh, a couple of funny stories on the whole deal. If, if you can say these are funny, but Shakir Dolan, the uh, representative from the sharks had just made his debut on the 27th with, I'm sorry, of the uh, Barracuda had just made his debut with the Sharks, So they were had a hard time getting him back. He came on, skated onto the ice, <laughs> At the end of the all-star competition, too, as you can imagine, a uh, roar to the crowd, uh San Jose crowd. But to have their lone representative not make it on well, time was kind of a bummer, but the, but he because, got there.
2: Because the Barracuda had to uh, to play the day before. I don't know where they played, but they—
1: I think they, they played in Abbotsford.
2: In Abbotsford, so getting back from from yeah. Canada. Although although Nick Nolenberger got back okay, so I don't know how. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, well, I mean, unless
2: unless he didn't go to unless he didn't do the games that weekend and maybe he didn't do those games. I don't know. But
1: yeah, I don't know either. I don't know how this all played out. The logistics of it. I will pat the AHL on the back for getting the players there eventually um, to to actually have the the festivities and the all star classic. It was it was truly a classic. Um, As you would imagine, it was very competitive. The West wins it 18 to 13. Um, I'll just run down a couple of the highlights. I know you've seen them and read about them already, but um, the fastest skater went to a guy that didn't surprise me a bit in um, – uh, why am I drawing a blank? <laughs> I should know him. <laughs> He's from Western Michigan. Uh, no No, no. Oh, that's, that's the hardest
2: shot.
1: Yeah, the that's fastest skater went to um, – from the Hershey Bears. Come on. I'm losing my mind here. Ethan Frank. Ethan Frank. Yeah. If you've ever seen Ethan's legs, they're like tree trunks. You will know that. that,
2: Does your brain not not turn on before uh, 10 a.m.? No.
1: No, maybe not. (laughs) Uh, I just have too many things on my brain, including rains and floods, not only here but Southern California. But
2: Are you you worried about if you're even going to have a uh, Temecula when you get back?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm beginning to wonder. I'm beginning to wonder. The the rainfall totals are crazy. But anyway, Ethan Frank uh, wins the uh, the competition for – fastest skater i believe if uh i'm gonna try to look it up here, i think it was 13
2: 13.032 seconds there you go which is uh his only his record-setting lap of last year of 12.915 in 2023 has been faster in uh events history so he he was a little bit faster last season but this year he he's not I think got a year older he got a year older, and and maybe the rain, you know, w- <laughs> wore him down a little bit. But <laughs> okay,
1: so uh, so he gets that. You mentioned already the aforementioned, I should say, Riley Tufty from Colorado, and a University of Minnesota Duluth bulldog. By the way, uh, the CCM hardest shot with a hundred point nine miles. Show, hour. you
2: got the Minnesota mentioned in there. Good job.
1: <laughs> yeah, he uh, he was one tenth of a second better in in miles per hour than dylan mcgrath the captain of the hershey bears so congratulations to riley for claiming that um the impressive one of the night was brant clark the young 20 year old from ontario um whose brother was also playing in the game from the utica comics graham graham
2: clark yep. yeah. Um
1: and uh brant beat graham in the relay race to give the uh the win to um the west but he also hit four targets in the four attempts fifth player ever in ahl all-star history to hit four targets in four attempts in the shooting accuracy so grant uh, and here's kind of the funny how brant wins that um i'm in the locker room afterwards and he comes in and the first thing he says to uh, their great pr guy uh, jared Schaffer, is he goes what happened to my trophy (laughs) they gave him a trophy and apparently he set it down on the bench while they were um while well, they were doing autograph signings because they took the glass panes out of Stephen along the the uh, sidewalls and let the fans come right to the glass, and then the players skated right over uh, and signed autographs. which is really cool because the fans were right there. Um, but anyway, they and especially
2: uh, that especially that arena. It's so everything is so close up. You know, it's, yeah. it's not a very big arena, so everybody can come down and and uh, and get a spot there and. And and
1: the other thing I had forgotten about until last night is when you come off the ice as a player, you walk right through the lobby into your locker room. That's not going up or down or secluded in any way.
2: Speaking of Clark, I remember from the uh, the rookie face off when we were there a couple of years ago and and Brad Clark scores that. Uh, I think it was the shootout uh, goal in the in one of the rookie games against the Golden Knights. And he goes right <laughs> off the right out the door there and straight down the hallway there. And then he comes back and says, no, no, I come back and was back on with his teammates. But that was a funny yeah. moment from, from Clark during that. And so <laughs> you got to. Yeah, good memory on
1: that one. Uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, so Jesper Walstead of the Iowa Wild and Jet Greaves of the Cleveland Monsters shared the CCM top goaltender honors. They stopped 15 of 18 shots. Um, it, it the whole setup was really kind of cool. They had seven events, it went, it went very smoothly. They just moved on from one to the other, uh, stayed right on time, right on track. And, uh, like I said, the, um, the uh, West team got the win at 18-13. I have a quick clip, the only clip I was able to get uh, last night, from uh, Josh Doan, who was a late addition. By the way, Josh Doan, Kyle Capobianco uh, were the late additions to the roster, filling in for injured uh, teammates, I guess you would say. Um, but let me, uh, let me cue up Josh Doan here just a few minutes. He had, um, he had a friend. Uh, from his days back in USHL time, um, maybe you know this name, Matt Coronado, (laughs) boys for Calgary, um, that they played together, Stephen, in 2021 in Chicago. And between the two of them, had like 150 or 155 points. So uh, they were reminiscing and they spent an awful long time um, chatting uh, on and off the ice. So I asked uh, Josh about that. Here you go.
3: All right, AHL All-Star skills are over with. Josh Jones with me at the Tucson Roadrunners. Josh, uh, an Arizona kid getting to uh, to play an All-Star game um, at any level is
4: kind of cool, but the AHL one, just your thoughts so far? yeah it's been awesome so far you get to meet a lot of these guys to play against all year and some really skilled lead players that you get to kind of talk shop with and pick their brains a bit and it's it's been fun so far yeah speaking
3: of talking shop uh let's see uh there's a guy from chicago steel that you guys played with you guys have like 155 points or something like that between you in
4: uh, the ushl how nice is it to have matt here it's awesome. It's, it's always nice to see him again and, and get to connect that what we had back when we were in Chicago and, and just hang out with him and you get to spend time with him. He's just someone that I grew with as a player but as a person even more and, and we're really close so to get an opportunity to, to hang out with him and have fun like this has, has been awesome. Sure. Tell
3: me about the Roadrunners this year. What, what's making them the number one team in the
4: Pacific Division? We, we got a we got a deep team that's from top to bottom and a trustworthy team that, that every guy on the ice can produce and every guy out there is, is, is a pain to play against and, and no one really likes to, to play against us which which is always fun and it's it's just a good group of guys we're all close and and we're never away from the rink we're together which makes it way better
3: tell me about coach poppin you've known him a long time and I had a chance to play for him now for
4: just about two years what's it been like it's been awesome i mean ever since i got here last year at the end of the year it was, it was, he, he knows how to get his players to play for him and, and the players respect him and appreciate him and, and everything he does for us is, is to help us all get better and to grow and to move on now from from tucson obviously and, and he doesn't an unbelievable job with that but in games he's, he's helped me a ton and he's helped a lot of guys in
3: that room a lot when you stepped on the ice tonight for the first time with this whole group what went through your mind?
4: It was pretty cool. I mean, obviously there's some really good players out there, so to be out there with any of those guys is an honor, and it's, it was fun. Tell me about uh, those days in uh, Chicago
3: with Matt. What what made him special?
4: Yeah, he's he's an elite player, and he used his shot so well. and Create space for himself because of it, but he's, he's adapted so well to this this game, and he's, he's created space to, uh, offensively through his shot. But also, he, he's been setting guys up, which we we're laughing about a little bit. Is he's he's become a disher now? He said, and it's it's just been cool. He, he's an elite player that has has so many different things that, that can separate him. Josh, thanks for your time. I
3: appreciate it. Enjoy it, okay? Yeah, thank you.
1: So, Josh, done with a few comments, big smile on his face, uh, the young twenty-two-year-old. Uh who wasn't even the youngest guy there. It wasn't even close. There were some twenty year olds, there was a nineteen year old. Uh your thoughts on what you heard from Josh and are you surprised at all, Steven, that um the Tucson Roadrunners are now on top of the Pacific Division.
2: He's becoming the seasoned vet of the uh the AHL ranks, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> pretty much.
2: No, I think it's awesome. Obviously, he wasn't originally going to be in the All Star game, but as you said, he was a, a, an addition because of injury and stuff, and so it's a it's well deserved. Josh Stone having a, a great season in in Arizona, and it's got to be uh, great for him to be able to play in Arizona. Obviously, a lot of connections to that area. Played, of course, at Arizona State, and then of course now he plays with the, in the Coyotes organization, and you know, his obviously his father is a, is a legend with the Coyotes with Shane Doan. So it's it's just it's all kind of those things that you kind of just root for those things to kind of work out. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's working out so well uh, so far for, for Dawn. but uh, yeah, I just think it's a, it's a great opportunity for these guys to participate in an all-star game. It's, it's very uh, tough to get into these games because whether it's at the AHL or especially at the NHL levels, there's just so many good players in, in the league and so it's it's an honor obviously they try to get every team represented in the all-star game so that that's always a good thing and and to have everybody have a uh every team get represented and, and he's certainly a good representative of the uh, the roadrunners
1: okay matthew vialta also uh with uh, the roadrunners I wanted to throw that out there um i did get 21 seconds with the kid from gilroy california 34 miles south of the uh tech cu arena uh, one Dustin Wolf. I like to call him the Wolf of Calgary, there, but maybe there, now I'm going to call him the Wolf of Gilroy.
2: There wasn't any. There wasn't any. buddy, wanting to talk to him last night. I, was know.
1: There? I, I, I snuck it in 21 seconds. I got one question before they grabbed him and said, "Hey, no, um, we don't want him to answer the same questions a million times." So he'll do it in front of about 15 people. So um, here's what I got from Dustin right before uh, he jumped into the media frenzy.
3: All right, it's uh, AHL All-Star skills is over. Dustin Wolf is here with me. Dustin, just your thoughts on being able to play an All-Star game so close to your hometown. Yeah, I mean, it's special, right? It's um, you know, one of a kind, and obviously, super thankful to, to first get the opportunity and also um, be able to come back home and have some family and
1: friends in the crowd. So, very short and sweet. Uh, you know, Dustin, he's, uh, he's reserved anyway, but... Um, he, uh, I think he wanted to perform better. I don't think it, I don't think he had his best uh, showing in the uh, skills competition. But boy, the fan support was uh, almost as big for him as it was for the uh, the uh, barracuda representative. And by the way, I learned a new chant last night, Stephen. It's Barracuda, Barracuda.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> it's gonna be you'll be chanting that in your sleep now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just want to let you know I heard that a few times.
2: Is that better than the Tigers one that you do for Colorado? No, College?
1: no, no. Nothing's better than the Colorado College Tigers.
2: <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. Anyway, okay. yeah. So
1: there you go. <laughs> so I had to, uh, I had to throw that out there. But um, overall, pretty cool. Pretty cool experience. Um, I think the, uh, the the Tech CU Arena and the staff at uh, the Barracuda and the Sharks did a really good job of setting this up. I know when you and I were there for the rookie tournament a year ago or a little more than a year ago, um, and the things were kind of been you know, a little bit of disarray and disorganization. Well, it
2: had, but it had no – it was, it was just yeah. getting ready to open. It was like their first – really their big yep. first event before, uh, with the building opening. So
1: Yeah, but they did a really good job. The American Hockey League did a fantastic job in dealing with all of the things they had to deal with and the logistics of getting the players there and all of that. So – a uh, big shout-out, big kudos to that. Uh, I wanted to kind of run through, Stephen, some of the uh, the guys that are playing on the Pacific Division side of things and just get a, a little thumbnail of who they are, what they do, um, some of the storylines, uh, if we can. Um, so we'll kind of break it down this way. I'll, I, we talked about Josh Doan, his connection uh, being from Scottsdale, Arizona, his dad, Shane Doan, who, by the way, was in the locker room last night (laughs) there's a whole side story about that but uh i did see uh his mom and dad that were in the locker room afterwards so very proud of, of what josh has accomplished um played for the chicago steel again with matt coronado and a bunch of other guys if you look at the 2021 roster of the chicago steel you will find not only a lot of college players but a lot of players that are in the ahl as well so um, if you want to go back and do research, people, that's a great one to look at. Also played at ASU for two years with the captain. His second year now uh, in his second year at Tucson. Um, Matthew Vialta, I mentioned that the Kingston, Ontario native, having his best year as a pro, surprisingly went from Ontario, Stephen, to uh, Tucson this off season.
2: Yeah, that you're talking about the uh, you're talking about Ontario, California, not Ontario. Yeah, Canada, yeah. Yeah, Ontario, California. But One I know what you say. Yeah, but, but, but right. But you're, but you're, but he's from Kingston, Ontario. So I saw what yep. you did there.
1: Yep. So anyway, um, Matthew having a really great season and uh, was very good last night. So uh, I think this, uh, this game today, which will be tonight uh, here in San Jose, will be exciting. Riker Evans, who I've gotten to know pretty well at Coachella Valley, a Calgary, Ontario native. Um, everybody was thinking, how can he be an AHL All Star? He's an NHL player, but. Um, he spent a lot of time, and he's still very young um, and giving some experience. So I'm glad Riker had the opportunity to, to become an all-star because he probably is not going to be in the American Hockey League much longer. <laughs> so I don't think he'll get a second crack at this uh, unless he, he's late he, in his career.
2: He may end up being an NHL all-star at some point. He very
1: well maybe. All right, I'm going to let you run with these two. Adam Cracknell was there in his walking boot signing autographs, being a part of it. I know he's disappointed he couldn't play. Um, he's from Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. And, uh, man, you know, you talked about Steven when he grew up with, and, and came on board with the Wranglers, and he's played all over. I think somebody told me 22 different professional organizations. Is that about close?
2: Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. I mean, if I – and I should have it queued up here, but uh, if I were to go through his, uh, his history here – uh, we have a minute, so let's see, this, this is a little fun little game because it's like where, let's play, uh, where Adam Cracknell hasn't been. I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of places where he's been. So he's, we'll just go starting his pro career. It started in 05, 06 after his WHL days. He finished that year with Omaha, which is not even around no, Omaha. This is to show you how long he's been around. Some of these teams aren't, don't even exist anymore. <laughs> Omaha Oxar Ben Knights of the AHL. Then he, then he comes and have his, his first, uh, really his first full pro season with the, uh, with the Las Vegas Wranglers, another team that doesn't exist in the ECHL here in Vegas. So 06, 07, and then uh, then split time the following year with the Wranglers in, in some time in Quad City, another team that's not around anymore. Quad City Flames. Uh, yeah, then Quad City. Then he goes to Peoria for for a year. Then sp- splits time between St. Louis and Peoria for for a few years there, in uh, 2010, 2011, 11 and 12. Uh, he was a captain of the Peoria Rivermen that year. At uh, 12-13 also, was assistant captain that year. Then, some, then in 13-14 t- with the Blues and the Wolves, uh, sp- split time between those two teams. 14-15 <laughs> season, he was with the Columbus Blue Jackets, Springfield Falcons, and the Chicago Wolves, split time with all those teams that year. 15-16, uh, Vancouver Canucks and the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, so that was good, and then sixteen, seventeen in the NHL, Dallas Stars, sixty-nine games. He had a lot of games that year, so that was good for him. And then seventeen, eighteen had a game with the Dallas Stars, uh, Rangers, Hartford Wolfpack, Lavelle Rockets, uh, with all the, all those teams in that year. Uh, eighteen, nineteen season, Toronto Marlies uh, played a couple of games with the Ducks, but spent a lot of time with San Diego that year. In the eighteen, nineteen, then he went overseas for a year. Tried to go overseas for a year. And was with uh, in the KHL with the Kootenay Red Stars, fifty-two games there in the nineteen twenty season. Um, then, of course, that was the pandemic. But then, twenty twenty-one, uh, Esper uh, Energy uh, in Denmark. Uh, but then, also with uh, Bakersfield when the AHL season got started there, and he was with Bakersfield for a couple of seasons there. Also played in Team Canada in the twenty twenty-two Winter Olympics. And then that last last season was the captain of the Tucson Roadrunners, sixty four games, fifty three points. And then this year he's with Henderson, forty four games so far, twenty nine points. <sighs> I, think I, I think I got through it all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so here's well, he's, been, things...
2: he's, he's been to a few places. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. He's been everywhere, man. Uh, yeah, he's I mean, the everywhere man of this of this league for sure. Uh, I mean, so anyway, um... but
2: he's played. I mean, I think they just had a thing for him. I mean, he's played over a thousand games in the in the AHL and. And uh, I mean, it's just amazing that and that he's still able to play, and he's and he's st- still producing a quite oh. of, a. Quite of- Good rating. I mean, he was ha- his season was going pretty well here, in Henderson. Obviously, now he's he's injured, as you saw him in the walking boot. So uh, we'll call it a lower body because it looks like it's a lower body thing with his boot there. But uh, yeah, it's I just, think uh, it's
1: safe to say when he's out in public with a walking boot, it's lower body. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, Well, we gotta be <laughs> careful. We
2: don't want to give you the way. Sometimes <laughs> we well, like to keep things close to the vest. So
1: yeah, well, uh, they but, uh, can't <laughs> keep this close to the vest no, no matter how hard they try. It's no, pretty like obvious.
2: Lower anyway. body in this case, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's unfortunate. I asked Sheldon Remple after Saturday night's game. Uh, about, you know, Cracknell. He, and, of course, he was named a plane captain. for the also uh, part of it, you know, being his time in the AHL and and playing uh, all these years that he's been in the AHL. And this was going to be his first – well, it is. I mean, he's there. So this is his first all-star experience. And so this, the president of the AHL uh, called, the, called out, Cracknell, asked him to be a plane captain. So he's he's represented there as, as that. But uh, he's not going to play, obviously, now because he's at his injury. So uh, that's the unfortunate part of it. Um, so I asked Sheldon Rempel after Saturday's game, uh, the Silver Knights here at home. You know, just you know, cracks ca- not being able to go. It's a good experience for, but, but said he, you know, he was dis- he was uh, you know disappointed that he that and, uh, it feels for him that he couldn't participate and that he was looking forward to this and and uh, and being able to to play in it and. And stuff, and that just kind of stinks that you get an injury right leading up to it. But yeah, uh, but that he still gets to be a part of the festivities is great. And then that means that opened the door for Dennis Sanko, who we'll get it to next. Yeah, we'll get and to next.
1: Hold on a second, I got to something on. I got to throw something on Adam first. Okay. Uh, I want to ask him two questions today if I get a few minutes with him. Number one, how many sets of suitcases has he gone through hmm. uh, since he became that's a, a good pro? That's a good <laughs> <question>. <laughs> number two, well, how is, many
2: jerseys does he have? I
1: yeah, that's number saying. two. How many jerseys does he have stockpiled? And does he remember the first game? Those are the three questions oh, that I'm going to ask Adam. Uh, hopefully I get a chance to visit with him today. Yeah. Um, okay, so that opened the door for uh, who from Henderson to join him? The big Russian.
2: Yeah, Denisenko. Grigory Denisenko comes comes in and gets to participate. And, and you know, he's having a great season, too. He's one of, one of Henderson's leading scorers, or at least he, he, he was. And he might still be that. Uh, I haven't checked the latest in the – because some players got – anyways. But uh, he he's – He's had a really good season. He, of course, he came, came really as a uh, – it's not really a, somebody that maybe Henderson was anticipating to have go- going into this season. He was a waiver claim by the Golden Knights from Florida, and then he went through the – and he eventually got his way to Henderson. And, and maybe it's a good good thing for him because, obviously, Florida organization, Florida Panther organization, maybe was looking to not really – you know, maybe they were thinking he was going to go to the minors, but I think at the same thing, I think maybe his – his time in that organization was coming to an end was just maybe didn't feel like he wasn't going to they feel like he wasn't going to like be going anywhere with them in their organization so now he gets an opportunity here and the, in the uh, making uh, the most of it most of it he's had a couple of games up here too with the golden uh with the golden knights as well this year as, as they've been doing the the uh, the ahl shuffling here with uh, with all the injuries that they've had although they're getting some back but but you know there was a period where they had all that and, and Dennis Ankle did get a few games a couple of games at least up here with the Golden Knights, and uh, and so yeah, so it's that that's what you want. You want opportunities, and and he's getting that, and he's been a great. Uh, you know, Henderson has had its ups and downs this season, but I think they probably wouldn't even. I mean, they could be in a better position, sure, but they would love to be in a better position, and some of that's factors that we've talked about with on the last show. But if they haven't had Denisenko, I, I only imagine what. What a, what a situation they could be. Maybe they're in a worse situation than they, they currently are because they wouldn't have all that production that, that Dennis Sanko has brought to the uh, the Silver Knights uh, this season, particularly like early in the season. It seems like he was really, really producing. and,
1: and, and Yeah, really good stuff. Watching. Okay, let's move on to the Colorado Eagles representative, Riley Tufty I have a little bit of history with Riley because he is a former Minnesota Duluth bulldog. Coon Rapids, Minnesota native, also played with the Fargo Force, played with the Texas Stars. Uh, made his debut in the National Hockey League in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota against the Wild uh, a year ago. And um, Riley is a, is a big, strong kid. It was, it was kind of cool. He had his young, I don't know, two, three-year-old son with him in the locker room last night. And that was uh, kind of a neat thing to share. Um, but But he's just such a talented hockey player that I can't believe... He's not getting more sniffs at the NHL. He played a couple of games this year with the avalanche and, um, boy, he's been the mainstay caller for a while. He was on a goal a game pace to start the season, uh, with the Eagles. So, uh, Riley Tufty another one coming up. Here's another kid that I've told you about, um, this training camp, Steven Olin Zellweger from San Diego, the Calgary, Ontario native. Um, I thought he was really impressive in, in rookie camp. And, uh, the start a camp for San Diego, but I think as a defenseman, uh, Anaheim just decided that they needed to uh, to give him some time to season, so to speak. So, your thoughts on Riley yeah. and uh, Olin?
2: Yeah, they have, but they they've called them up this year. Olin Zellweger yeah. has had some games at the Ducks this year. as, you know they're still trying to figure out what what their roster makeup is going to be, and uh, you know I say because you know they're still a young team and they're you know towards the bottom of the division, but they you know they're still trying to like. I guess almost like in a rebuild kind of thing. And you got a new coach in there with, uh, with, with the uh, great Cronin and stuff at the Ducks level. So and a new coach at the AHL, And then they traded Jamie Drysdale, who traded- I think
1: opened the door for Olin.
2: Yeah. Yeah, certainly. I mean, Drysdale gets traded away and, uh, and then, yeah, <laughs> and there's even, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is just social media speculation, but did I, did I did I come across stuff that, that they were looking at maybe getting, uh, taking a uh, and trading him away?
1: I've heard I've heard rumors about that he made it very clear that him and Jamie Drysdale were very close he was so, disappointed yeah uh, when when Jamie was traded but um I don't know I mean could you trade a talent like that away I don't see how but uh who knows I guess if anybody's tradable if you if you could trade Wayne Gretzky
2: yeah certainly certainly the case uh, and I mean if, if you you know if you're gonna get some value it back in return. I mean, Drysdale's a great young player. Anyways, we're talking about Zellweger, and yeah, Z- 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 Zellweger uh, is, is a great, uh, great player. 20
1: years old, Steven, and he looks really like he's 20 years old. <laughs> it looks like a very young man, which he is, but I saw him doing some social media stuff mm-hmm. about four different hits last night for the San Diego Gulls, which I thought was pretty cool that he was willing to uh, pick up the uh, the phone and, and talk to the fans directly, and uh, kudos to the, uh, the media staff from San Diego for getting that done.
2: Yeah, 30, 26 points for, for Zell Weger this year in 36 games in the AHL level. As I said, four games with the Ducks. He actually does have an assist, so he did get his first point uh, during his time with the Ducks this year. So he's got that under his uh, his wing now. And speaking of Ducks, because they have wings. Oh, I'm nice. Um, nice. But, uh, yeah, so uh, – and goals do, too. Well, I don't know. Goals do not. Yeah, they do. They goals do. Goals have wings. Yes, they do. Yeah they both
1: fly uh anyway Anyways. uh so we'll move on to the ontario california rain their representative from ottawa ontario canada brant clark uh, we spoke of brand a little earlier on the accuracy shooting uh and mentioned also his brother is in the game graham for the uh, utica team um on the east side of things so a little bit of family rivalry i heard just overheard him talking to some of the media from uh from la and, and they were he was saying like they don't really get to cross paths very often during the year because, you know, one being in the East, one being in the West. And it's just one of those things where they don't get uh, the opportunity. But um, so anyway, uh, Brandt, I think they made him the star, if you will, when they had made the announcement, they put him as the highlighted player on the Pacific division and, again a really young man that's making a difference and you mentioned the fact that we we saw him in in the rookie tournament a year ago and he was really impressive and um bright future ahead of him
2: yeah why well, there's a, there's a um I think you pre- I think the pro you pre-, pre posted from the Pro Hockey West report uh, X account but the interview that he did with Jared Chaffron for the Ontario Reign and and their and their social media and talking about playing uh, with his brother in this. And, uh, of course he was asked, uh, how many times have you, this is probably, he said, I think we're now in quadruple uh, digits of how many times he's, he's gone against his brother in something here in the (laughs) hockey, hockey realm. And, and, uh, or anything, I guess, but, uh, I, I, it looked like Graham was, was going to win, but he he fumbled there at the end a little bit. Uh, he he, he left the puck there and hit the uh, last, uh, what do you want to call it? Last hurdle or whatever that is. And, obstacle did, obstacle thank you yes that's a better word and crossed the line without the puck and then uh, and then brant got in there so uh so that brant got the win but uh yeah so that was uh that was uh good to see and and uh yeah brant, brant's got a, a a bright future i mean he's he's a, somebody that's i think high on the king's uh radar right now i mean he's had six games in the nhl this year uh, he's got an, an assist and during that time he's got a, so he's a, he's got his first nhl point under his wing which is a big deal you get your first nhl point and it's a big deal a lot of people don't even get to that opportunity and you get the rookie lap He got the, <laughs> he got the rookie lap yeah i mean making your day it's like you get these certain certain steps in one's career you, you obviously you get you get drafted by a team you you, you play at the ahl level that's which not even even does plays at the AHL level consistently well he's at that and then you you make your NHL debut. You get the rookie lap. That's kind of like your next. That's kind of like your next step that you take. Coronation. Your coronation. Coronation. <laughs> uh, and then then, you, then your next step after that is to, to get to get on the the score sheet somehow. And and. Uh, and he, he did that of course the next step even further and sometimes you can knock them both out because your first point is a is your is a goal but is getting your first goal in the NHL level and and he's not there yet but he's got his first point so that's that's, an, that's a step in its own right and and, uh, and yeah I mean I think it's somebody that that has a uh, a good future in the NHL whether it be with the Kings and, and maybe it will be or maybe it ends up being with somebody else but but uh, certainly the the Kings uh, like what they seen of course they're trying to figure they're trying to turn things around in their season, and they have a new coach up there now, so uh, an interim coach. So that may give opportunities for these these younger guys. We're starting to see some guys get called up from the the rain as the Kings are trying to try to get out of their little funk that they're in uh, after they get out of this uh, this All Star break. So, okay, maybe but he gets another opportunity up there. Is what I am trying to say. I am going to give you um, a big assignment
1: here because we got a few more players to go through, but the last two, Mister Baines from Abbotsford and um, Raphael from Bakersfield. Practice those two names. <laughs> Mute yourself. Practice those two names because I struggle with them really bad. Well, anyway. Arsteep? Arche- Arsteep Baines. Arche-Deep Baines, Arche-Deep Baines, Arche-Deep
2: Baines Raphael
1: LaVoie. Yeah. I always want to say LaVoie or uh, because it, it, Carter LaVoie is spelled the same name, plays on the same team. But one is uh, LaVoie and one is LaVoie. So anyway, and there's
2: Carter Savoy and there's Carter Savoy.
1: Yeah. So I say Carter Savoy and Lavoy and Lavoy. and (laughs) See, I'm getting you messed up too now. Anyway, let's jump to what Calgary two representatives, um, the aforementioned Dustin Wolf and Matt Coronado. Um, these two couldn't be from farther apart. Um, one from, um, Gilroy, California, which is just 30 miles, 34 miles Southeast of the, uh, tech CEO arena. I did some scoping on that, uh, before I got here. Um, and then Matt Coronado from, uh, Calgary is from Long Island, New York, played on the Chicago steel, went to Harvard. He's a smart kid. <laughs> I almost oh, don't yeah. want to ask him questions because well, I don't want to be shown up by, by his brains, but uh, a prolific scorer. And as Josh Jones told us in that little clip, he's become a disher, a,
2: a disher. Not, not, a not a, not a uh, disher of uh, a pizza or a disher <laughs> where you're doing stuff with dishes, but a disher as you dish the puck to somebody. a playmaker, a playmaker. Yeah. But, uh, Josh, but not, but, but not, but not Michael Irvin. Cause Michael Irvin was known as the playmaker in football. So.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, um, Dustin Wolf, uh, really excited to be able to play. Uh, you know, I went through Gilroy on the way up to San Jose, Stephen. It's not very big. Um, the executive so, producer reminded me the capital of garlic
2: oh this is gilroy of
1: california wow, so when job. we Man. went through we took a what? couple of good <laughs> sniffs and yeah we could smell garlic in the air
2: well that's better than smelling some things in some cities there in, uh, in
1: <laughs> california <laughs> Ooh, you're making you're making enemies now look out next no. time you make this trip <laughs> anyway um So Dustin Wolf, excited, obviously, to play that close to home. Family and friends are going to be in the stands. They were in the stands last night. Um, He's looking to have a stand-up performance. Uh, I haven't had a chance to visit with him on the uh, jump that he does before uh, the start of every period, but that will be a question I'll direct towards him if I ever give him one-on-one again for more than 21 seconds. (laughs) Anyway... um, and Matt Coronado, Long Island, grew up not far from the palatial estate of one Paul Hornstein, out on Long Island, New York. As Paul and I
2: will tell you, he still he still wants he's still looking for that palatial estate.
1: Well, maybe he should look somewhere near Matt Coronado's parents' home. <laughs> anyway, uh, out on Long Island, New York, uh, as I said, a prolific scorer with the Chicago Steel in the USHL, played a year at Harvard, led the country in scoring in NCAA hockey, and then made the jump to Calgary and now has adapted very well to the style of the Calgary Wranglers under head coach Trent Cull, who by the way, is coaching the uh, Pacific division team tonight. Um, And we move on Uh, the San Jose Sharks representative, Danell Gushin, um, not able to play, I guess injured. I haven't heard the the official part of it, but he was elected. So uh, Shakir, and I'm not even going on the road with uh, Shakir, uh, but anyway, so that's, uh, that's a fact of, that San Jose has a, a player in, involved. And um, they traded a Russian for a Russian, if you will. And I was all excited about Danel because uh, he played in Muskegon of the USHL. And I thought it was really interesting the way these Russian players come over. And And Gregorio is another one. He's very well-spoken um, for from being from Russia. I don't think if I went to Russia, I would be that well-spoken in Russian.
2: No, sometimes I have. Sometimes I will not speak for you. I don't want to put that. This, but sometimes I have a hard time speaking English, and I and English is my my language. So imagine, imagine being able to 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 speak Russian and and uh, or speak a, a secondary language in this case. Yeah, if you're Russians and and you're having to to, to kind of learn and understand English it can be a it can be a challenge. But uh, but good on these players for for getting that. I know um, Pavel Dorofeev here. He's starting to get. More comfortable and familiar with English, he's he's done a couple of interviews with uh, with the radio uh, guy here, Dan Duva, and and uh, for the first time. And so we never hear from him because we never he never could speak comfortable enough to where he can have a conversation and ask me questions from us. But he's starting to, I guess, have better with conversations around the teammates, and and is at least able to. Well, here's
1: here's to, my recommenda- recommendation for him. Duolingo. If, uh, no, just put him <laughs> right next to uh, Jonathan Marshall and uh by the time those two are done having conversations he'll be able to speak French English French. <laughs> and Russian <laughs> yeah, there you go because so Jonathan doesn't shut up very much I mean he'll pretty much talk about anything at any time
2: <laughs> yes, that that is true. a lot of times love you, Jonathan a lot of times you know that be in, the, in the locker room there and uh, he's, he's he's uh he's doing his thing in there and yeah yeah he... <laughs> Oh, cool.
1: Anyway, when when him and Mark Andre were there, it was ridiculous because they would go back and forth in in, uh, French, in French and nobody knew what they were talking about. And they knew they were driving everybody in that locker room. Crazy. Yeah, they, got, they got a At few French, French
2: guys in there, there now. Nick was a French Canadian in there. And uh, of course, he's a little bit quieter, but he's he's in the but, uh, you know, they've got a few. few in. There.
1: OK, so here you go. Arship ship, Baines from Abbotsford and Surrey, British Columbia, you know where Surrey is? No. <laughs> a very small town in British Columbia, but a very popular hockey town. They oh, send a our, lot of players out of uh, Surrey to the NHL.
2: Getting our geography uh, lessons on this podcast, too. So you get everything on this podcast, folks. You get yeah. some hockey talk. It's we good. occasionally go off topic a little bit on some other things. And <laughs> well, occasionally you get some, You get your geography uh, fixed, too. So and, uh,
1: and I didn't see him last night, so I'm thinking he didn't get in in time. Uh, well, he had to come from amateur too, like like uh,
2: the San Jose guys did. Yeah, so I
1: don't know if he just didn't come in or what, but the San Jose uh, Shakur had to uh, had to make the appearance just to hear the roar of the crowd, and it was well worth it. He came in at the very end, and uh, they went crazy. But um, anyway, and Raphael Lavoie from Bakersfield, I like his game, Stephen. I like the way he plays. Chamble, Quebec, is where uh, Raphael is from. You've seen him play a few times. What do you think of
2: Raphael? Yeah, he's, he's got good. a, he's got good, good. he's a good, uh, he's a good player. I mean, he's, he's got 24 points right now through, uh, 32, 32 games. So, uh, that, or, uh, yeah, 32 games. And he's had some games in the NHL this year. So he's with the Oilers with seven games there. So, uh, his last season, he had 45 points with the, uh, with the Condors in 61 games. So that was impressive. And then, uh, 26 points the year before. So he's, Seems like he's getting better every every year. I mean, we'll see if he gets to the forty five uh, points this year. Bakersfield, of course, is going to have a very busy uh, second part of this s- schedule. After they're <laughs> they're so behind on games from everybody else, they're starting to catch up a little bit, but it's uh, they got a ways to go, so they're going to be a busy uh, busy part of the schedule coming up. So we'll see if he can turn it on and and see maybe if he can match or. Surpasses uh, point production from from a season ago in sixty one games. Uh, there's seventy six games you play in a season, so he played, you know, most of the games, but not all of them. But uh, he's he's had thirty two games so far this season. So, of course, like I said, spent some time with the Oilers, so that took some of the games away. But uh, we'll see. I mean, he's a good he's a good player, and uh, certainly somebody that the Condors will will need to rely on if they want to continue to make the climb up in the standings uh, after the break here. <laughs>
1: Yep, without a doubt. Uh, I do want to shout out one other person that's making my life much easier today. Um, Mike Zajtek from uh, the great photographer from uh, Ontario and Coachella Valley, sending me some great photos uh, already this morning, and he's going to be doing that for us all uh, uh, all weekend long, and we'll be doing it. Um, Cause you won't get your usual spot down by the glass. No, uh, and he, didn't, he He was kind of frustrated last night. He didn't get his usual spot either, and he was hoping that, that things would open up a little bit more. But, you know, when it's a national event and TSN is here and um, the NHL Network's here and ev- everybody of all the, the national powers are making it, uh, you know, make it a little difficult for everybody to get there. But what a great photographer, and I, I want to thank Mike personally for uh, what he's doing because – He's he's answering to a lot of different people (laughs) sending pictures. And he just sent me five this morning. I definitely appreciate it. I'll put them up on our X account. Uh, Mike, if you want to follow him, I would uh, recommend that you do on X. It's Mike Zytek, Z-I-T-E-K, photos, all one word, M-I-K-E-Z-I-T-E-K-P-H-O-T-O-S, Mike Zytek, photos. Uh, at on and, uh, definitely give him a follow and see some of his work. Um, pretty darn good, uh, what he does uh, for Coachella Valley, Ontario rain, and really the whole Pacific division of the, uh, American hockey league. So just want to shout that out. Let's take a quick break, Stephen. Let's come back. We got a few more things to talk about, like the standings and what lies ahead in the Pacific division, including tonight's all-star game. So we'll be right back in about two minutes.
3: It's time to drop the
1: puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch
0: every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. You talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our Best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at JesseRay'sBarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, cause for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue Today.
4: From ITHSW Podcasts, this is the Pro Hockey West Report.
1: Indeed it is a special, the Pro Hockey West Report, an AHL special, recapping the... Uh, the uh, skills competition from last night. Scott Strandy with you in San Jose. Stephen Marsh joining me as always from that beautiful, vibrant championship city of Las Vegas, which is soon to be a Super Bowl championship city. Um,
2: and Stephen, raining up there already. Not a Super Bowl championship for the Raiders, though. It's, it's for, <laughs> for for another team. Just hopefully. for the NFL. But just for the NFL to have the yeah to have the game here is a big is another step uh, forward in the uh, growth of the sports scene here in uh, Las Vegas. Imagine that
1: okay um we get a quick rundown of the uh the uh, festivities today of course um 11, p- 11 a.m pacific time just a couple hours from now a little over an hour
2: um get there uh, after the show you have to get over there
1: <laughs> the um induction of dennis Bonvie, gordy clark jerry amon and of course roy sommer uh from the american hockey league hall of fame celebrating their careers um, they're also going to visit the all-star classic honorary captains of Dan Boyle and Wayne Thomas, uh, that all going down in downtown um, San Jose today, uh, all leading up to the game tonight, which will be featured on the NHL Network and TSN, I'm told.
2: Yeah, that is correct. The, the NHL- And AHL TV. AHL <laughs> TV and, and the, uh, the NHL Network and TSN in Canada. So there are... Uh- no excuses. I think that's why the AHL All Star Weekend is when it is. It's the NHL All Star Weekend just finished on Saturday. It's still the break. I don't think they zoom until tomorrow for the NHL. So they have this window of these two days of the NHL Network schedule where they can uh, in the AHL where there's no other stuff going on hockey wise, at least at that level. Uh, you know, at the it's, whether it be the NHL level or the AHL level. So it's an, for them a chance to be showcased right after the NHL All Star Weekend. So uh, it's a it's a great, a great thing there, and uh, yeah, I think the skills competition was on TV last night too. I believe the NHL Network, and like I said, tonight's going to be on there. So it's a uh, and, and it's also good, uh, good, good I, exposure. I
1: will say that uh, tonight's game, nine p.m. Eastern, six p.m. right out here on the West Coast in Pacific time. Uh, Paul Hornstein likes to give me a bad time that I don't understand the Eastern time, but nine p.m. Eastern, well, six p.m. here Pacific. Well,
2: that's why the that's why the East Coast people are so. Uh, upset, you know, that two years in a row it's going to be in the West Coast because it means a later later start for the East Coast people to have to stay up and watch instead of it being in the East Coast where it usually starts at like a 7pm or, or, and you wonder if that would have been the case or for even an 8pm Eastern start. Uh, in the East Coast, but if it's in the East Coast, it's probably a, a 7 p.m. start, I would guess. Well, I, you know, and,
1: that's uh, the problem with the time zone thing because you
2: can't. But you could, but you couldn't do a 4 p.m. Pacific start there in California if you want more people to attend. So you no, have to- that, that's what I'm saying.
1: That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, you have to just go with the flow for these events, uh, whether they're East, West, or Central. It doesn't, you know, they are when they are, and uh, I think 6 p.m. Pacific is still a pretty early start for the. Um, People out here in San Jose and everybody in the Pacific, but you know, and I will say, after traveling around the country, you know, the Pacific Coast has 11 p.m. news, the East Coast has 11 p.m. news, and the Central has 10 p.m. news as their standard. So yeah. people are used to being up.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. There's the 10 p.m. There's also, I think, it's the case in uh, in in the uh, mountain time zone in some places too like i know i've been in utah and they do a their late night newscast is at 10 p.m so it's kind of yeah it's it's interesting that uh you know when when they especially with the central where you hear things that start at eight eastern seven central well that's what that means you know 8 p.m eastern but it means uh seven o'clock central time so they it airs the same time as eastern time stuff but just an hour earlier here in the pacific time if we a lot of times we'll get stuff on uh delay or or you know we have to wait till three hours later than the east coast gets it if for certain things, but, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, now we're, now we're giving people, uh, time here on <laughs> see show,
1: so. very educational. So that's what's going on here in t- in uh, Tucson.
2: Well, it is, it is morning. So it is school time right now. You know, school's in session right now.
1: So, <laughs> good boy. uh, yeah. So anyway, um, do that's what's next? going on here. In, no, we're not doing that. And <laughs> well, well, kind, of, kind of, we're doing, we're doing Pacific division oh, scanning, there you go. So.
2: There's a little bit of math involved with that.
1: <laughs> so San Jose, that's the schedule for tonight. Uh, you and I will be back on tomorrow morning again to uh, to recap the uh, All Star Challenge, as they're calling it. Um, there's a, a, a whole bunch of rules, so if you want to look them out, I don't want to spend the time going through them all. People can find them on the AHL website. But um,
2: well, it's just it's 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 three on threes. It's not like how the NHL did, did it. You did you not hear mis- me? <laughs> no, no, but I know people can go it, but. It's, but <laughs> so I'm just gonna kind of do a, summarize it because I I finally figured it out. Each division plays each division, I believe, once, and then that would be the, the, round record, yep. the, the round robin part. Yep, the round robin part. Then the best whoever comes out the best, the best two teams. I think that have the best record after then play each other in, a, in yeah. the final. If I have you got it right, you got it right. But but if, but if you go to the AHO website, it has the different games and each start like you know it's like I don't know what the length of them are. But I think 20 you'll minutes. See, uh, 10 minutes. You'll see who plays who, when they play who, and stuff. I think and-
1: they're 10-minute games and 20 minutes between them, if I'm not mistaken. But There you go. Anyway, you gotta, you got to go into detail on that. We don't have time for that. No. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, exciting Saturday night in Coachella. And, again, my friend Mike uh, taking pictures at Coachella Valley said, man, you're missing a great one Saturday night. But, obviously, the weather made the decision on whether I went uh, Saturday or Sunday to get up here. But um, – Tucson Roadrunners won a shootout over Coachella Valley. So as we sit right now, the the, uh, Tucson Roadrunners, virtue of their 28 regular season wins so far, have 58 points tied with Coachella Valley, but they hold the tiebreaker and are on top of the Pacific Division at the All-Star break. Um, Little separation starting to form, Stephen. The Wranglers in at third at 52 points, Abbotsford at 51 the Eagles at 49 of Colorado. The Ontario Reign is 48. And then here we go. Bakersfield and Henderson battling for that uh, 7 and 8 spot with 46 points each. We talked about Bakersfield and, and the games in hand. And then uh, the San Diego Gulls uh, with 39 points. And the San Jose Barracuda, which I learned now is Barracuda. Barracuda. <laughs> they have 35 points. No comment so on thought- that. <laughs> Your thoughts on what you see?
2: Well, I mean the the standings are getting a little bit more more separated, uh, and I say that a little bit, but it's still there's still a lot of uh, there's still a lot of uh, clusters. Uh, it seems like it's kind of starting to shape out again. How it kind of seems to shape out last year, where you got the, you got two teams that are in one and two, and they're kind of jockeying back and forth, and then and then there's a little bit of separation. With like three through five or six, and then the seven seed is kind of hanging on, and then there's a couple teams fighting for that last spot. Well, that's kind of how that seemed like how it shaped out last year. Well, that's kind of how it's shaping out now. Uh, Tucson and Coachella Valley are kind of uh, have a little bit of separation. I mean, Calgary does have a couple games in hand on Coachella Valley, so they could still get back within a point, but they're only one point behind uh, Tucson. I mean, Calgary is four, five, and one in their last 10 games, and and Tucson and Coachella Valley because they've been so great. I mean, Coachella Valley six oh one and one in their last uh, eight games, and Tucson's won four in a row themselves. So uh, it's because of that. though they they're the t- the two teams right now that are in that, that top two the top two spot, and and uh, they're basically tied. But Tucson's played one fewer games, and then Calgary and Abbotsford are neck and neck at three and four. But even Colorado's right there at forty nine points. Uh, even Ontario, but Ontario's played a couple of more games so there there could be a chance for some separation there if Abbotsford and Canucks were to were to win those games and, and how about Colorado we talked about them last week they were down at seven or eight and, or seven at least or eight even and uh, I think maybe seven and they because they've had that great stretch of games now they've they've they lost their last game but they they beat Henderson a couple of games they beat Ontario I think one game or, or two games and they did lose their last game but They've, they've all of a sudden climbed up there. And Steven,
1: Colorado did that on the road. They're 8-2-0 and and yeah. played, I think, six of their last games yeah. on the road. So that's pretty impressive. The road run is 7-3-0 and in their last 10, and Coachella Valley at 7 and a bunch of 1s. 7-1, 1, and 1 yeah.
2: in their last 10. So well, and, and and the Condors, I mean, I saw something that was crazy. And this is and uh, they're 6-3-1 and in their last 10, but uh, their broadcaster, Ryan Holt, put out on uh, social media – about their stretch of games and uh where they're at where they've been at uh going into the break and this just kind of shows you how how it's been and it, obviously they still got a lot of games to to make up and stuff but going into the break they were um well that's the that's the oh here we go Condors were are 14 3 and 3 and 20 games heading into the All-Star break so that
1: that is what I was going to bring up to you I'm glad you okay. I'm glad you got it because Bakersfield yeah. might be in the driver's seat a little bit. They've got a lot of games in hand to uh, to play yet. Um, they they're forty six points. They could climb to the 50s well, real They're going to play
2: the teams, and they're going to play these teams that are ahead of them.
1: Yeah, or, exactly. Or below
2: them. So I mean, it's yeah. They're. I mean, right now, if you look, if you want to base it off of, if you want to, here we go. Here's the math of the day. If you want to base it off of uh, point percentage. Uh, you know, if you look at that, because it's it's a little uneven with the games right now, I mean, Bakersfield has a 6.05 point percentage right now. So they, they they're, if you want to base it off of that, that would put them in fourth place in the division because uh, Abbotsford's got a 6.07. Actually, no, it would put them in fifth, I guess. So they would be in the fifth spot right now. If if But if they were to win, if they were to um, win out these games here, let's say they're eight points right now behind... Or six points, I guess, six games behind Coachella Valley. That's a difference of twelve points. If they were to win all those games, they would be they would jump up to fifty eight points. So they would all of a sudden jump up to first place in the division. If 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 it just were to shake out that way, if they were to win all those all those games in hand, and uh, they would they would already tie uh, Coachella Valley. So it that's crazy. So they 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 could be in first place, but uh, you know they're gonna have a very busy stretch. You know, part of why they've had been able to do that is they haven't been so busy and uh and also they've been able to keep their their roster intact too with the oilers now be figuring things out for them and not having to do a lot of moving around there so yeah uh, we'll see what happens when we go in this bit they're gonna be they're, their schedule's gonna get a lot busier so it's it's gonna be a little bit more grueling for them so is, is it conceivable that they're gonna keep that kind of pace uh over the next 20 games unlikely but if they do yeah they're gonna be you're going to be talking, in a month from now, we're going to be talking about the Condors being in that, that top echelon of the, of the division.
1: Yeah. Um, so anyway, we'll keep our eye on the Bakersfield Condors. We'll keep our eye on all of it. I would want to leave you on one note right here, though. When you look at the Pacific Division, I believe it's still the best division in all, top to bottom, in all of the American Hockey League. When you look at teams, Steven, there's only two teams right now that have a winning percentage, as you just brought up. But just the uh, two teams that are below five hundred, and they're not below five hundred by much: point four seven six for the Gulls, point four zero seven for the Barracuda, and uh, they are uh, neck and neck. Everybody else five hundred or above.
2: Well, let me let me. I, I pulled up the Western Conference standings and. Other than other than Milwaukee, right now who's on a tear themselves, they've won twelve games in a row, and I saw them a couple games here in Henderson, and and they are a very good team right now, and they're they're probably one of the best teams. They're kind of giving Hershey right now a run the, for their money, although Hershey's just really running away with the pack right now. They've they've got uh, seventy four points, forty six games, but Milwaukee's only played forty games, so that's twelve point difference. So, uh, they're right there. But other than Milwaukee, right now, if you look at the Western Conference standings, Milwaukee number one, and then. And then it's all the uh, then it's the Pacific Division teams, well, most of them. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 2 through nine are the Pacific Division teams, Tucson through Henderson, and then, and then Grand Rapids, Texas, and then San Diego, and then uh, then San Jose towards the bottom with with other teams. But but I mean, it just shows you how strong the Pacific Division is. You mentioned most of those, a lot of the division is above five hundred. But other than Milwaukee, Divi- uh, Tucson. Cello Valley of Calgary Abbotsford, basically the the way the division Pacific Division's shaking out is is better than the rest of the teams in the West in the uh in the other division, the central division. Um so it's it's the the, the odds that the the Calder Cup final representative from the Western Conference, the odds right now are in the favor that it's gonna be another Pacific Division team. But again, Milwaukee could have something to say to that that and they are playing very well and they are a very good team so uh, they probably will be in the mix they were last year they, they made a deep run last year so uh, don't count them out but but the odds right now are pretty good that it could be a Pacific Division team again in the Calder Cup uh, finals so oh, hockey in June <laughs> You ready, ready for another hockey? Job. I'm ready for it too at the NHL level. I'm ready for another Stanley Cup final for the oh, I figured Nights. you were. I
1: figured you would be.
2: All right, <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take another one here in Vegas, and I'm sure you wouldn't mind seeing another one for the Firebirds or for any of the Pacific Division teams that happen to get that opportunity. So we'll see. Okay,
1: let's take it away. With uh, I'll tell you that everything in San Jose is drying out slowly, and uh, we'll have another live report tomorrow uh, on the special, the Pro Hockey West report. Take
2: we'll have a lot to recap because there'll, be there'll be a lot of little games, uh, little battles there that we'll, that, uh, we'll recap. So uh, this has been the Pro Hockey West Report brought to you by Jets Pizza with over 400 locations in 21 states. Find the location near you at jetspizza.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Become a Caesars Rewards member and get the most out of every stay at uh, Caesars Resort. Buy Toyota, support the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Desert Toyota in Tucson, Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins, Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California, and Finley Toyota in Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, cater your next party or office lunch with the best of Las Vegas barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. T-Mobile, get a new iPhone 14 on us. Go to T-Mobile.com to find out how. FedEx, the official delivery company of IcetimeHockeyWest.com. The Pro Hockey West Report and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week, or in this case, multi- multiple times a week on the Podbean app and is available at all of your favorite podcast platforms. Search ITHSW Podcast, all one word, subscribe, rate, and review the shows. Help others find us. The Pro Hockey West Report is a part of the Ice Time network. And I know there's multiple podcasts in a week, but I mean, multiple Pro Hockey West reports this week because we're doing several yep. special ones. Two so special you'll ones. Find
1: all of them Two special three times there's, there's, this week you'll hear from us.
2: <laughs> yep, uh, which which may be which may be two times more than than the people want to hear from us. But uh, uh, I don't think gotta so. give the people what Pe- they want. People want to hear. No, we okay. don't want to do that because if we give the people what they want, it means we may stop doing these shows altogether. So.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll say good night or good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you're at.
2: Well, it depends on what people California. listen to this podcast at all parts of day. So. It, Good morning good afternoon and good night how about we say all three
1: (laughs) there we go um i will remind people that the all-star challenge is on tsn nhl network and of course ahl tv tonight 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern we'll say good night little roger klein the peacemaker to niro good night everybody